Hello everyone, I'm Harrison. And I'm Rachel. This week, in honor of Father's Day, we have a special guest to talk about all things fatherhood. So stay tuned and join us on our journey to meet Meet Baby Baby H. Welcome back. This week in honor of Father's Day, we are going to talk a little bit about fatherhood. Joining us today is my dad, Rob, who also goes by Funpaw. He has four kids and two grandkids. So hi, dad. Hi, guys. So let's get into some of these questions. All right. So to start it off, what did you do to prepare for a baby when your wife was pregnant? And were there any resources that you found helpful? Well, honestly, it's a little fuzzy for me being 30 years ago, but as far as resources, we both read the book, What to Expect When You're Expecting, which is a very popular book for young couples. And we found some things in there very helpful, I think more so for her than me. As far as what did I do to help prepare when she was expecting the baby, I think I was more in probably panic mode than preparation mode. Because even though she was ready for a baby right away, I was rather nervous from my perspective of how quickly it happened. So I think my preparation was try to keep the ship steady, make sure that I was going to be a good provider for her and the kids. And I guess that's about it. Yeah, we have gone through that book a little bit too. And there's actually some stuff like specifically it says like the dad should read this section. Yeah, and I didn't know that when I was going through it. There's a lot of sections in there for dads to be. Yeah, it's definitely a good start. So what do dads-to-be need to know about pregnancy or parenting? Well, parenting in and of itself, it's kind of a once you're in, you kind of learn as you go type of thing. You can read all the books you want, but every experience is different. I don't care if the book is written from a first-time parent or somebody who's into the grandparenting years. It's your deal. It's your marriage. It's your family. No situation is the same. So as far as dads to be, to know about anything, I would say love your wife, be supportive of her because she's doing the lion's share of the work here. We make a very small contribution in that deal. So the mom is doing all the work. We just get to enjoy the finished product when the baby comes. We have talked a lot about feeling like we're ready for a kid. And we both said before we got pregnant that we felt like we were ready to take care of an infant. We did not feel like we were ready to take care of a toddler. And I don't know if you ever really will feel ready for that, but I think you definitely grow into it. And that's where a lot of that comes from. So in your experience, what would you say is the hardest, going from zero to one, one to two, two to three, or three to four kids? Well, I would say in the order you have them, because zero to one, you go from no kids to one. And You go from being a non-parent to a parent, and it's also very new. I think Jen and I were very fortunate in the fact that all four of our kids were very good babies, not a bit of trouble for us. But when you get to two and three, then you become outnumbered because now there's three kids, two parents, and then three to four, it's just kind of like save the ship, you know, because you're a little bit in over your head in some respects. But I think overall... I think we adjusted well in each phase, but to pick which one was the hardest, I'd probably go zero to one because I said everything's just so new. And you can watch your siblings, how they dealt with their kids. You can watch how your friends have dealt with their kids, but it's still your own deal. It's every situation is different and just take each day as it comes. And I'm a firm believer in God's help. And I think he definitely pulled us through. 
I'm curious if you feel like there is a dad instinct or if you feel like parenting came naturally to you after the baby was born. But I'm also curious, Harrison, if you feel like you have any kind of dad instinct right now. I don't think I do. We'll we'll see. We'll see later down the road. But (laughs) as far as right now, no. I mean, I've definitely been around little kids. Like, I understand the basics of it. But I think that there's some things that you see parents do for their kids that it's like, I would never in a million years do that. But you're not taking care of your kid. It's somebody else's kid. So as of right now, I'd say I don't really think that there, there is a dad instinct, but we'll see one day. Well, I would disagree with you, Mr. Heinig. <laughs> Speaking from a biblical world perspective, I think there is a dad instinct or parenting comes natural in the sense that as a Christian man and one who has a biblical worldview, The Bible is very clear that God said you are to be fruitful and increase in number. And I don't think he would command us to do that if he didn't give us the ability to do that. And I'm not talking just physically, but also mentally being prepared for that challenge of having a family. I don't know if you call it an instinct or coming naturally. To me, it's kind of one and the same. But I I do think God gives us this innate ability to, to have kids and raise them in hopefully God's way. I do think that there's a inner ability God gives us to become a parent. So, and I say that respectfully, no, you know, disagreeing that, with you. So, I totally think along the same lines, like that maybe that is the case, but I haven't felt that yet. Like as of right now, I can't really speak to that because I haven't, yeah, there's not a baby here yet. Right. Well, that makes sense. I mean, I would agree with that too. I guess I'm looking at it from the perspective when the baby does come. Yeah. It's just like you know what to do instinctively. Mm-hmm. It's not, I mean, yeah, you've had people like siblings or friends, how they dealt with their children, but it's amazing that when that baby comes, you just know what to do. So I could see your perspective as well because you don't have the choice to hold that baby yet. But I think when that baby comes, I think you'll be surprised at how natural it feels. I hope so, because there's a lot of unknowns as of right now. (laughs) One of the biggest things that Rachel will widely tell you that I am very worried about is the labor, just that whole entire process. So what are some things that you would say are tips and tricks for dealing with the labor, but also what can you do to better comfort your wife? I think for me, from what I can remember, I, I just tried to help Jennifer stay focused as far as not so much on the pain, but maybe trying to converse with her on just a wide variety of things. I guess try to keep her mind off of the labor. But we were fortunate that there's these things called medicine, (laughs) you know, (laughs) like epidurals that are available with help. And I know there's some women who like to go natural. And and I think that's wonderful, however you choose. I don't think a woman should feel like she's a lesser mom because she had an epidural or she had a spinal or whatever. I think that argument's baloney. But the fact that you have the ability to carry a baby and give birth to that baby is amazing in and of itself. And we're just fortunate to live in a day and age where there are procedures available to help a mom who may be struggling. Maybe she wants to go natural and can't for whatever reason. So there's ways to help with that, whether it's a C-section, whether it's pain relief or whatever. So my recollection of our four experiences was just talking with her and encouraging her and I was proud of her because women have a very special blessing to not only carry a baby, but to grow that baby inside them. And to me, that's just absolutely amazing. Yeah, it's pretty cool because 
Rachel doesn't have to know, like, you got to do this step and this. It's not like a really bad Ikea instruction or something. It just happens, which is really, it's amazing. So a lot of dads have this pressure to provide and be the breadwinner for their family, but also when you're at home, you want to be present with your kids. And most dads these days don't get any type of paternity leave. Like we were talking with your grandparents the other day, and they were saying that dads go back to work like the next day. That used to be the norm. And now they get maybe two weeks, and Harrison's very lucky that he gets six weeks. But when it is time to go back to work, how do you manage that? Well, it's not easy. I've had different careers throughout my life. Worked in a factory, I was in the military. But when that time came, that stage of my life, I was in ministry for 25 years. So I had the blessing of having a very flexible schedule. So if I was at the office and Jennifer needed something or there was a doctor's appointment, it was not a problem for me at all to slip away to sit with the other kids while she took the baby to the doctor for a checkup or whatever the case may be. So in that respect, I was very fortunate. A lot of dads don't have that option today. For instance, now I'm driving truck for a living. I'm working 65 to 75 hours a week. It would be much more difficult today if we were to have a family in this career than when I was in ministry because I can't just pull the truck over anywhere and zip right home to be with Jennifer. So I feel very fortunate in that respect that I had that type of career I could do that. Not a lot of guys have that option, which is unfortunate, but a lot of that depends on the employer. Obviously, it depends on the dad's willingness to help out with things like that. Some guys, unfortunately, look at their duty as, hey, I helped you make the baby, I'm done, which I think is unfortunate. It takes two to raise a child. I don't think that's by mistake. When God said to Adam and Eve, you know, be fruitful and increase in number, I think it goes for all husbands and wives. You know, this is a team effort, and you need to figure out how you're going to balance that. Unfortunately for me, When I was in ministry, even though I had a flexible schedule, I also had a hard time saying no a lot to people. And I wonder if I could have done better in my time management because my availability was sporadic at times. The work and family balance is not easy. Don't give up. Keep trying. You have to communicate to each other. I think mom and dad need to definitely be open and honest with each other as far as expectations because unspoken expectations can kill a job, it can kill a marriage, it can kill a family. So I would say be very, very open and honest with each other as far as what you expect and decide if those are realistic expectations, because some aren't, but many are. I think if you work together and realize and remember that this is a team effort, that it's going to be an amazing experience to be a parent. And I have thoroughly enjoyed my four. They've been such a huge blessing to me. But I also know I wasn't the perfect dad. I've made mistakes, and I'm just hoping my kids remember that I'm human and that I do love them, and they are the apple of my eye. Yeah, there was a book that I was reading not too long ago that talked about every parent will make mistakes, but you don't remember absolutely every minute of your childhood. So they were basically saying, try not to be so hard on yourself with those mistakes because odds are your kid might not remember all of them. 
The family dynamic and going back to work is very interesting, and it's something that I think about a lot because our plan is for me to stay home, and a lot of people think that being a stay-at-home mom is not a job, but it's exhausting. And at the same time, you're working a job, so we're both working, and then you come home, and we still have to take care of this baby. It's a lot to think about, and I don't know if you ever really do have this perfect plan on how to navigate it. You just have to figure it out as you go. And I agree, Rachel. I think there's this idea or attitude out there that stay-at-home moms aren't really a true woman or whatever. I think a stay-at-home mom is a true woman. She's bearing the blunt. She doesn't get a break. She doesn't have a job or a career to run off to for eight or 10 hours a day to get a break from the kids. It's 24-7, and that's where dad needs to step in when he gets home and help out, allow her to have a break, maybe let her go for a walk or go to the store, whatever she needs to do just to have a break. Not that you don't like your kids, but I get very frustrated with this idea that if you're just a stay-at-home mom, you're some second-class citizen, and I wholeheartedly disagree with that. That is not at all the truth. I think the opposite is true. If you're a stay-at-home mom, you're the true warrior, in my opinion, because your job is those kids, and Jen and I, our goal is to raise those kids in a Christian home, and we wanted them to know that they're here because of a loving creator and have a purpose in their life and uh, that they are loved not only by us, but by someone greater than us. So uh, I, I think it's wonderful if a woman can stay home. And I'm glad Jennifer could stay home for a large part of our kids growing up. She worked some part-time jobs here and there, but I don't think it's until the kids got into later elementary school that she actually was working full-time hours driving bus. So. It's definitely a full-time job. And it's a job that I think that I would have a hard time doing. Even now when we don't have a kid, that short drive back from work that you can just kind of let your work day go and get ready to come back, that's something that I will have coming home to kids that Rachel will never get unless she's doing something else. But that time to reset is not really there. So we asked it in the Mother's Day panel if there was anything the moms should let the dads know about pregnancy. So is there anything that you think that moms need to know from the dad's perspective about being a first-time dad? <laughs> well, I guess to use a golfing term, there are no mulligans. Once that baby comes, it's off to the races. And like I said earlier, you're going to make mistakes. There's no such thing as a perfect parent. I think first-time mother, thinking about the dad's perspective, if she is able to stay home because dad has a, a good-paying job, to remember that when he first gets home, he might not be the first five minutes just jumping right into help he might need a few minutes to kind of unwind and get refocused that he's not at work anymore and now he's at home with his wife and kids and I guess just to kind of keep that in the back of her mind to to cut him a little bit of slack because well a lot of times jobs can be difficult and draining and you just need a an escape and for me I was fortunate that I was able to look at my family's that escape I looked forward to coming home at the end of the day I love spending time with them we'd play games or just try to help Jen out as I could. And I'm sure there's ways I could have done a lot better in that, but I would say overall, I hope I was an above average husband and father. We had a good time getting a little bit of perspective from a dad's point of view. Make sure you check out part two of this panel where we'll sit down with my parents for a Q&A. Next time, we are going to talk about all of the resources that have helped us during this pregnancy. We've been very fortunate to secure some discount codes, so definitely stay tuned for that. Thanks for joining us. See you next time. Thanks.